Welcome to the Conscious Living Podcast, conversations to educate, empower, and enlighten our world. An uplifting and inspiring series of conversations and talks with your host, Jackie Woodside. We are educating minds, empowering lives, and enlightening souls to create a world where love prevails. In this engaging podcast, we deliver exciting, positive, transformative talks and teachings designed to elevate your life. Now, let's join our host, Jackie Woodside, for this week's session. Hey everybody, Jackie Woodside here again for another episode of the Conscious Living Podcast. We here at Conscious Living are so committed to educating, empowering, and enlightening minds so that we together create a better world and a world that works for everyone. And today I'm so excited to have my dear colleague and friend, Nova Whiteman, joining us on the Conscious Living Podcast. Nova and I have been working together off and on in a a kind of a marketing mentorship and and support program uh, over the last year. We're both authors and coaches and very much like-minded soul travelers on this journey of conscious living. So uh, Nova, thank you so much for being here on the show today. I I so admire your work, the, the book that you uh, that you wrote Awake and Aligned, right? Is that, I got that right, Awake and Aligned, and yeah. that you've, you're a part of the Neil Donald Walsh team and, and uh, a coach, uh, a CWG Conversations with God coach. You have just such a wealth of knowledge and experience in this field of conscious living. So I'm thrilled to invite you to the show today. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. And I'm thrilled to be here. I love talking anything consciousness to anybody who wants to. It's my favorite subject. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm I'm personally curious. I've I've met Neil Donald Walsh, went to a couples retreat that he did in Florida years ago, actually for gay and lesbian couples. And there was only about like 20 people there, 16, 20 people there. So I really had the opportunity to you know, kind of work closely and spend the weekend with him. Uh, my spouse is deaf and he was in completely enamored by that and, and fell in love with sign language and, and, you know, just the way that we communicate with one another. So I had that experience of just being around Neil Donald Walsh and how wonderful he is. And I've read all of his books. So I have a personal interest in, uh, in hearing about your training and your work as a Conversations with God coach and, you know, just that whole community that you're a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know you were that into the work there. Yeah, no, I love it. I really love the work. It had a really positive impact on me at an earlier time in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, likewise. And I came across the first book, book one, when I was 14 and um, it was sitting on my mom's bookshelf uh, along with a bunch of other spiritual titles. And she was she was my spiritual woo-woo sort of guide. And then there was this one book and she had never read it before. And I pulled it off the shelf and I looked at the back of it and I was just like, whoa, just like slapped me in the face with Mm -hmm. truth and resonance. And um, even at such a young age, it was like I was reading words that maybe my my 14-year-old brain didn't necessarily use. But the second I read them, I was like, oh my God, this is so true. It feels so right for me. And that was like the moment that I just completely dove in and in essence, never looked back. And I really attribute a lot of the conversations with God work for as the foundation, as the the basis for what I'm here to do or what I feel 
I can best serve the world doing. And that is really around recognizing that we're all spiritual beings, but we're having a very human experience, aren't we? More so than more so than at other times lately. Oh my gosh. Yes. Now we're at the pinnacle of this. And it's so easy, especially since you know, spirituality and even consciousness has kind of become trendy, (laughs) so to speak, that um, there's, I've noticed for many years now that there has been this kind of um, idea that, you know, you must be spiritual all the time. Once you've awakened, or once you've um, come across such material like conversations with God, and of course, there's many others out there that are really, really great. It's like you automatically strive to be that all the time while simultaneously and probably unconsciously stepping all over you, your humanity, um, you know, getting down on yourself for having your human moments of not being in a positive, enlightened space all the freaking time. Right. <laughs> so uh, coming across that material at such a young age when I had no choice but to be very, very immersed in the human experience. Um, I, it kind of just naturally became my life's aim to figure out how to close that gap between, okay, I'm a spiritual conscious being, uh, made of energy, love, light, vibration, and I am having this human, I'm a human being, I have bad moments, bad days, negative thoughts, um, I react, how do I bridge that gap, and so that's really where my work became centered around was just my own experience of navigating that. So awake and aligned is kind of a practical guide or a handbook to that, even with the the subtitle, how to navigate the human experience as a spiritual being. So knowing we are, but then, you know, your, your, um, you know, kid throws a tantrum or the dog runs across the room and knocks your glass of red wine on the white carpet. What do you do then? You just, you know, namaste. No, probably not. You probably have a different, uh, trajectory of thoughts and emotions there that you have to learn how to manage. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you're saying. And and it's actually very similar to what I teach that living a high vibe, high consciousness life doesn't mean that you never have live low vibe, low consciousness moments, right? Because Mm -hmm. we are human beings. We, we are steeped in the human condition. And part of that human condition is navigating difficult emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how do you work with people around that? You know, and, and again, this whole thing about living consciously, I know you're also a certified coactive coach. Is that, mm-hmm. is that, do I have that right? So, you know, you are an expert in the coaching domain and I know being an expert coach, you really have to help people navigate some of these difficult emotions that we have as human beings. So h- how do you, how do you bring that forward in this domain of conscious living and, and being, you know, a human being getting pissed off, getting frustrated, um, maybe being anxious. We're in still two years later in this pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. the political strife in the United States and in the UK and many other countries is, seems to be exacerbating year after year. So it's a difficult time <laughs> to be in the human uh, condition. So, mm-hmm. you know, just talk a little bit about wherever you want to dive in on that and, and how you help people navigate this human dance that we're in. Yeah. Well, um, I have sort of a unique ex- uh, perspective on the fact that this is a very heightened time. In fact, it's not just heightened, it's probably the most heightened it's ever been where yeah. um, your humanity and all the challenge and the contrast and all of that stuff. I mean, everybody's buttons are pushed. Everybody's being brought to the brink of sanity. Um, and when I work with my clients and my groups and members um, in that frame, there's one, one and only one move to start with. 
embrace it. Yeah. Don't condemn it. Embrace the, the hard, embrace the suck, embrace the challenge. And, and at first and foremost, give consciousness to it. Yeah. Um, conversations with God, along with um, a lot of other material out there, will there's a great um, quote, not sure where it originated, but what you resist persists. Yeah, yeah what you give light to what you look at directly will disappear. It's you can work with it once you shed that light on it. And if you're spending all your time resisting it, what you're actually doing is you're putting yourself in vibrational um, resistance mode, which is making it really hard for you to navigate anything from a place of alignment or clear intentional consciousness. Absolutely. So, yeah. And while there's, um, you know, the positive thought movement is great. I'm so, so grateful that it came out when it did. And, but it was kind of like this pendulum swing of like, uh, you know, the secret and law of attraction came out however many years ago. And it was like, Mm -hmm. we're way over here going, everybody think positively all the time. This is how you create your reality. Um, and, and it completely stepped over those moments and it created this experience of, um, you know, like, Oh God, I just thought a negative thought. What do I do? The universe is going to bring me something bad. Um, and then it, it's now swung over to this side where it's almost like the, you know, you can't just slap a positivity bandaid over it, you know, embrace, embrace, and they're both right, but we have to find a middle ground there and know when it's appropriate to embrace and dive into those more dark, uh, you know, shadow negative aspects to our experience and to ourselves. And when it's appropriate to pivot and look up, look forward with optimism and faith. Yeah, go ahead. Finish that thought. And then I have a question. I was just, I was just going to circle back to the fact that um, embracing the moment is always key because that's, what's going to release the resistance and give you a starting point. Oh, great. Yeah. Acceptance, you know, starting Mm. with seeing it, accepting this is what's so, and then consciously choosing, do I need to go deeper into it? Do I need to pivot? I love, that's a really clear distinction, Nova. That's great. How do you, how do you discern how do you help people discern which it is? Like, I'll just give you an example. I was working with a coaching client last week and, um, and her daughter just moved out of the country, 21 year old daughter. And, uh, and she you know, texted me, she's like, Jackie, I'm so sad. And you know, she's been gone for two weeks and I miss her terribly. And you know, how do I get out of these difficult emotions? And I texted back and I said, you don't. <laughs> just, you really should be sad. Let yourself grieve. This is a new phase of your life and the door, old door has been closed. And, she's your daughter and you love her. And of course you're really sad. Don't try to get out of it. Just feel what you're feeling. So uh, it's so cool that you said that right after I just had an experience a few days ago of, of saying that to a client, but how do you help clients discern which, which way to, to go down that fork? Yeah, great question. And I love that you told her that because that's what we need to hear. We were never told most of us growing up and in our culture and society, even as adults, you're not told to feel your emotions. You're told to get over it, move past it, like get on with your life. Being a whiner. Right, exactly. So um, I love that it's totally appropriate to be sad when something sad, bittersweet, whatever happens and, and to be present in it. In general, I have a rule of thumb, um, you know, so those, those sort of like, it's appropriate to be sad when your child leaves the nest. Um, aside from those situations, it's, um, you know, if, if you're just in a funk or a bad mood or, and you're trying to work your way up um, or something happens and you're reacting to it, I first ask myself, can I go up? 
up meaning up into a better mood, up the vibrational scale, emotional scale. Um, and if I can, I will pivot and I pivot by focusing on something that feels better. And that can be anywhere from, you know, very consciously focusing on positive aspects or things to be um, appreciative of or grateful for. It could be walking outside real quick and changing up the energy yeah. and getting some fresh air. It yeah. could be getting a cup of tea and watching a quick comedy on Netflix. Yeah. It can be anything that like lifts your, your spirits and your yeah. mood and your vibration. If I can't do that, if the negative thought or feeling persists, that's my indication that I need to dive into it because there's something there for me. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. so great. That's so awesome. That is, I mean, you basically just described conscious living, <laughs> you know, being aware of what's going on, being able to ask yourself pertinent questions, uh, having the tools of knowing how to shift you, you actually, uh, I mean, that, even that little piece right there was a great piece of teaching. How do you shift your vibe? I'm writing a book right now, Nova, called 101 Ways to Raise Your Vibe. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you just like did a little list of about five of them, right? So, yeah. so I want to dive into that a little bit because I do think our listeners might really be asking that question like, okay, I hear what you're saying, but what if I can't feel better? What if I'm just in this thing and, uh, you know, okay, I've dived, I've dived into it, but I'm done with it. I want, I want to feel better. And you know, you said some really good things and then I'll, I'll ask you to maybe expand on it a little bit more, but getting up and moving, going outside, being in nature, having a cup of tea, taking a moment to just take a break and step back, do something different. Those are all ways that, that you can, you know, shift your vib vibrational state. And I like that you used both the emotional frequency and the vibrational frequency, because really what we're talking about is when we shift our emotions, we are shifting our vibration. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So dive in there. You know, I, I think it's a great addition to the conscious living podcast for us to talk about how do you shift when you want to pivot and you're kind of feeling stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just it, right? We can resonate with these concepts, but if we don't have functional applications, practical right. applications, it, you can't really get far with just feeling inspired and resonant. Yeah. Um, but I find that, you know, the, the conscious awareness is key just because a lot of people, you, you don't, again, we're not taught to have that. We're not instilled with those skills in general. Most of us, I fortunately was, which is why I can do it and teach it. Um, but first, just noticing, I feel off, I feel stuck, I feel resistance, I feel whatever. Um, and then re remembering, reminding yourself, okay, I know it's important to feel good when I feel good and good is a broad word, but good can mean anything, any version of that word, better, relieved, um, joyful, excited, motivated, clear, etc. I am I am more of who I really am. I am better able to impact my, not only my current situation or task or project, but the world in general. Right? And I can yeah. really create yeah. this momentum and ripple effect so I can have a better and better and better day. Good. So it's, it's again, attaching that meaning, like it's good to feel good. Like that's, that's a quote from uh, Gabby Bernstein. If anybody's familiar with her work, she's, it's just such a simple, it's good to feel good. Yeah. It might it's, actually originate with Abraham Hicks. But, yeah. Abraham uh, Hicks also teaches that, that, that yeah. we are here to lift our vibration and, and to, to feel good. Yes. And it's not just because of this whole pie in the sky idea that, you know, Hey, you're supposed to be happy. Let's everybody just be happy. It's yeah. not just about that. It's, it's, it's more so about when you feel good, you're accessing the truth of who you are. 
you're accessing your magnificence, your divinity, your, your brilliance, your, you know, whether, wherever you fall in the spectrum of your beliefs and, um, and perspective on life, fill in the blank there, but you're more resourceful. So awareness, reminding yourself that you feel that it's good to feel good, get yourself feeling better. And you're going to be able to impact things in a positive, uh, fruitful way. Um, but then in terms of some things that you can do, I always reach for the next thing, the closest thing that I, that will provide that sense of relief, especially if I'm way down here on the emotional vibrational scale. It's hard to go from way down here to like way up here. Yeah. You just got to go to the next highest level of vibration. Exactly. And to try to go from say, um, stagnation or depression to joy, you're going to fall flat on your face and create more resistance. And again, we're we're kind of laughing, but I think that's a really important point to make that I I don't know that people really understand the granularity and the, um, and the process involved in actually mastering your inner world of emotion. It's not about like, man, I'm really down and feeling kind of depressed today. Oh, I should be joyful. No, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm down and depressed today. And, you know, I have a house and and good work to do. And, uh, you know, the dog is out back. And I I guess it's, you know, I'm I'm healthy. It's a good enough day. Like just that Mm -hmm. next level. I think that's so important. And, And I do think that's something that a lot of people might just step over without really going into it and understanding that the next level is good enough sometimes. It's good enough to create that momentum and get you going to the next and the next and the next. And that's all you need. And you're right. I think there's a lot of pressure in this um, work. If you're not super familiar with it and you're just kind of hearing like, oh, just think positive or, oh, just focus on things (sighs) that feel better. Right. It's, it's, it creates this pressure so that if you're not able to accomplish that, it actually backfires and make you, right. makes you feel worse and less right. resourceful. So, I mean, the, my go-to move for the days, like, like today, I didn't wake up um, unhappy by any means, but it's, I live in Minnesota. It's literally, it was literally negative 15 this morning. Um, and it's just, you know, that time of year where it is cold. And even if you're in a warm house, which I'm fortunate to be in, um, it gets, it it gets you. So, and especially multiple days of that. So I woke up knowing like, all right, this is going to be a day I'm going to have to work my way up. And for me, if I can't, and plus the mental haze, I had mental haze today. Um, so if I can't do it mentally by, you know, going straight to my daily practice of gratitudes, then I'm going to use my physiology, my biology, my physical self, because we have, this is like our greatest tool because, uh, your brain will respond to the slightest change or the slightest stimuli that, that gets you going. So for example, if you smile for no reason, then your brain is going to trigger the same chemical response as if you were smiling for a reason. And at the very least, you're going to feel a little bit better. Nice. If you you get up and move, if you, if you go from one, you know, I was sitting on my couch for God knows how long, I don't even want to admit how long (laughs) still in my pajamas, I got up and I moved and I just kind of played with the cat for a little bit. And like that gets stuff going in your body, which vibrationally and neurologically it, you get uplifted, which makes the next step easier and easier and easier. So when in doubt, just start moving or get into a different energetic space or smile or dance or clap or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like I was saying before, some other great ways, I mean, follow 
you know you best. And I would say that to anybody, whether they're really adept at this work or not, you know you best. You spend the most amount of time with you. So you know what makes you tick. And if the trick is don't condemn yourself for it. If the next thing that feels that holds relief for you is to turn on an episode on Netflix of something that makes you laugh or feel better, do it. (laughs) Just do it and don't make yourself wrong for it because from where, what most people don't realize and this speaks to the subtleties, those subtle nuances of this process um, is that when you're thinking about, okay, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. You're thinking about it from a vantage point where you can only see about two inches in front of your face. Right. If you, if you take one step forward, you have access to two more inches. <laughs> you have access to more as soon as you move. So it's illogical to assume from that first standpoint of feeling stuck and stagnant that um, that you can figure it all out and, oh, this is going to work or this isn't going to work. You just have to move and then you're going to see, oh, I have access to more. I have access to more. And it becomes easier. That's so, so great. I love that. Yeah. Doing the next thing that's going to help you feel a little bit better. And I love what you're saying about, you know, you best. Uh, I think that's really true. And, you know, I just want to dig into that a little bit because I think back, you know, back in the day when I was engaged in addictive behavior, when I was clinically depressed, uh, when I was just not able to kind of get my life moving in a direction I wanted it to move in. In those times when I was feeling down, if I went to my, you know, my go-to behavior of, uh, you know, that's going to make me feel a little better, it would have kind of, you know, maybe I feel better for a while and then you end up back down that spiral. And I think really Nova, I'm sure you see this with your clients. That's what a lot of people are, are grappling with today is Mm -hmm. the things that we're reaching for that make us feel better. I was, you know, sometimes not just one episode of Netflix, but a whole weekend of Netflix binging. Um, internet, uh, online pornography. It is an enormous industry. So many, particularly men are addicted to it. So when you, you know, when we think together about this, you know, do the thing that's going to bring relief, how do you bring wisdom and discernment to that when some people are recognizing like, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to find my relief. Where's that, where's that, uh, box of Oreos that I bought yesterday? Mm-hmm. I, and I literally remember that I was away at a weekend conference once and I was with a group of about 20 people. It was really fun. We were hanging out in the hotel afterwards. And there was one woman who I adored and she was morbidly obese, like morbidly obese, probably a couple hundred pounds overweight. And she was feeling a little down and she sat there in the room in front of all of us eating a whole roll of, of Oreos and a pint of ice cream. And fortunately we were a warm group and a few of us did push back like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? Is that really how you want to lift yourself up right now? Be with us. You can do, you can make a different choice. And she was able to, so we all indulged in the, in the Oreos and and the ice cream rather than her, you know, kind of sitting there and harboring that. So, you know what I'm getting to, right? That Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of our thinking today, we're so fed by the externals that say, do this, do that, do this, do that. And some of the do this, do that aren't exactly very good for you. If you don't have a strong foundation from which to access that discernment. So the discernment is key. I love that you're bringing this into the space because yeah, we could list a bunch of ways to raise your vibration and step into new energy, but you're absolutely right. Every single person, um, I would venture, uh, 
knows what it feels like to varying degrees when you reach for something that at first glance feels and looks like relief, but then ends up being more of that or like the problem, uh, unhealthy right? habit, yeah, right? It exacerbates the problem rather. It brings exactly. relief, then it exacerbates the problem. And you go unconscious and that, that's how it turns in. So at first you're that's consciously good, making the decision. And I mean, I, I've done the binge eating thing as a way to soothe emotions and deal with energy and, and stuff that I didn't know how to deal with. Um, and I, so I know you go unconscious and then it's, you blink and you're like, oh crap, I feel awful. That didn't work. That, that didn't work. You know, that, that little technique that was wrong. That, yeah. that Nova was a crackpot. What is she talking about? Right, 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 right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, and fair enough, if I didn't include this piece, uh, having um, a foundation for your, for consciousness, for awareness, for that relationship with yourself, where discernment can live, where you can access discernment in those moments and honestly say, okay, am I going to get more relief and more sustainable re relief by um, turning on Netflix, which I know damn well is gonna turn into five hours of it rather than 30 minutes, um, or reaching for that bag of potato chips. And before I know it, I've, I've cleaned it, the whole thing out. Or am and I going to get more? Let me just interject that both of those things are designed exactly for that. Mm -hmm. Netflix is designed for you to, if you will, have no choice of moving from 30 minutes to five hours because of the way that it's designed. You know, uh, potato chips, some of those sweet and savory foods, they are designed to trigger the, that the, the hungry ghost, the Tibetan mm -hmm. uh, Buddhist notion of hungry ghost, the more you have it, the more you want it. Yeah. By, you, are, you are biochemically programmed that way. So it's important that people understand that. I didn't mean to interrupt, but because I think the other thing that happens is that then people feel badly about themselves. What's the matter with me? And that goes further down the rabbit hole. But people yeah. need to understand what we're up against in our commitment, our shared commitment to helping people live more consciously. Mm -hmm. We're up against a culture that is, in, in many ways, as you said, you go unconscious. Our culture in many ways is feeding that sense of people being unconscious. In overwhelming ways, <laughs> like it, it, we're, right? we are not a most most of us are not aware of just how much these sort of things have an impact on us consciously and unconsciously, exactly. mostly unconsciously. Right. So that right there, naming that and bringing awareness to it is a, a great way to um, be easier on yourself when you have those moments Yeah. Um, or when you, you make the wrong choice that ends up being more toxic and harmful and more of the same versus starting a new habit or a new direction. Um, so absolutely. So that's why having a foundation where you are not relying on these external things to, to soothe and help you feel better or whatnot, but really cultivating this inner strength, this inner bond, this inner sense of love and awareness. And that can be done no matter what your belief system is. Mine is more spiritually oriented and a higher power. Um, so I look at it as, you know, strengthening that, that alignment with divinity, with source with the universe, with God, with my higher self. Um, and so that's why primarily what I teach in the realm of consciousness is uh, adopting a daily alignment practice Ooh. because yeah, it's the same as training yourself into a higher vibration 
-hmm. every single day. These are daily habits that literally, if you do them, your vibration will raise over time. Your neurology will train, will, Mm -hmm. will rewire itself and um, you'll create new neural pathways, new habits, new tendencies, new outlooks, new perspectives, new beliefs. And those are sustainable. And, and that foundation is so strong that you could be like, okay, yep. I do need Netflix and a bag of potato chips for 30 minutes. And then at the end of the 30 minute mark, you feel better and you say, okay, great. Now I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to get back to that project or I'm going to do this or do that where it is more healthy and you can, you can utilize those external resources in in a way that supports you. And maybe even you set a timer, you know, my son has started that. I have a teenage son and of course, you know, media addiction is a huge thing. And so when he goes to get on his gaming system or start scrolling on TikTok, I'll be like, you know, hon, he's like, no, mom, I set a timer. And he's good. His timer goes off. And sometimes I need to prompt him a little bit, but he's gotten to the point where he really self-manages with that external, the external of the timer, but you know, he's 16. So he's, he's developing that. So I'd love to hear more if you, if you don't mind talking about it, you talked about the daily alignment practice. That sounds just so rich and juicy. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Oh, not at all. Talk all day about it. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you the, the shortened version though. Okay. Um, essentially I've been on a conscious spiritual path since I was a kid, 12, even before I found conversations with God. Uh, cause I grew up that way. I was exposed to it. Um, and I have been trying to fit these various puzzle pieces together for so long in a way that made this nice, big, beautiful picture. And essentially kind of like a roadmap for me to navigate this human experience. And it took me a really long time to get it. And, um, and of course I'm still getting it. I'm still learning. You're never done. Um, but one piece made all the difference. And that was adopting a daily alignment practice, which only happened when I hired a coach to hold me accountable for it back in 2011, where, um, I had already been in, in the coaching realm and trying to get my business going for a good four years to know, uh, I had nothing to show for it in terms of income and success and whatnot. And, uh, we, he helped me see that it wasn't, you know, these external tactics that I was doing right or wrong in business. Um, essentially on paper, I was doing everything right. It was my vibration. It was my energy. It was my state of being. It was how I was, I was managing my emotional state and what I now refer to as my alignment. Um, because I wasn't taking action from an aligned place from a focused, intentional, conscious, aware mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And he knew that getting me on the set of daily alignment habits was going to help me cultivate that sense of, um, and I mean this in the best possible way, discipline, commitment, consistency. Yeah. And those three words tend to make people shudder. Yeah. Um, we, we tend to be like, oh God, I associate that with hard work and efforting and, right. and that just doesn't sound good. But when it's done in this way, like these daily alignment habits, some of which are, like I said before, practicing daily gratitudes, writing down gratitudes every day, journaling to take care of like the managing your thoughts and emotions piece and processing things, being with it, bringing it to consciousness, meditation, cultivating that inner stillness and that quiet where you can actually hear yourself and feel that bond. And there are many others that that you can kind of tailor it to each individual. But once I was able to really get into that rhythm, everything changed, everything. 
Yeah. And not only that, I, I began to build, because I'm a patterns gal, I need to see the evidence. I have a lot of faith and a lot of trust and I'm very spiritual and even woo-woo, but I got to see the evidence. I got to see yeah. that A plus B equals C. Yeah. Um, and I started to observe how my life changed. And first it was internal, which is what we're after anyway. We want to feel better. We want to feel good. And we think that these external things are going to accomplish that for us, which sometimes they do. But they, then we realize it's very fleeting. You take that external thing away, I'm not happy anymore. So I cultivated this ability to be happy no matter what was going on around me. And I, happy is not the right word. To feel solid, to feel connected, clear, yeah. conscious, yep. et cetera. A sense of contentment and fulfillment with yes. life and yourself. And yeah, yes. it is Hope, different than happy. Positivity. I know exactly what you mean. You know, as someone who's lived through a long history of clinical depression, uh, happiness is not my set point, <laughs> right? But I have definitely learned the difference between happiness and just deep level contentment uh, mm. and satisfaction with who yeah. I am, how life is, and uh, yeah, and and life itself. I, I just I love what you're saying, Nova. This daily alignment practice, and I have to share with you. And we've never talked about this before, but that is exactly what you just said. Is exactly what gave me the impetus and the courage to move from having a full-time successful clinical private practice. I was a psychotherapist for 10 years, had this longing to be a speaker, teacher, coach, author, this field that we're in now, and was just, you know, all of those things too afraid. And how will I pay the bills and who's going to listen to me? And I don't have the credibility and all of that stuff that lived me for 10 years. And it was really taking on, I didn't call it this at the time. I called it my quiet time, but you, and still do but taking on that daily alignment practice of reading, gratitude journals, uh, journaling. I write my prayers in a conversations with God fashion uh, where you know I write and then quote, God writes back to me. Mm -hmm. um, uh, meditation, prayer, uh, it's, and it, my life changed radically. I got clean and sober. Uh, I went, I was able to leave my profession, my clinical practice. I started writing books. I got my first book contract uh, in that, in not looking for it, got my first book contract that just kind of dropped out of the sky, if you will, because of that alignment. So I just, I can't say enough about what a powerful practice you are bringing to our listeners today. It's so awesome. Yeah. And good. That's wonderful. I never get tired of hearing that in action and seeing right. how it actually works, because that was what really did it for me as I saw it for myself first. I applied it with my clients, saw yeah. that they were getting the same results. And then it was like, I get, we got to get this out there to people who are willing and ready to experience life differently, to experience themselves differently. And, um, and it's easy. It, I can't say it's easy. It's easier. It's more accessible than some of the stuff that's out there that is very pressure filled and kind of, uh, you know, Anywhere from like, be happy if you just do this and to make six right. figures overnight. If you just right. do the that. three quick steps to having a fulfilled yeah. life for the rest of your life right. in the next 15 and minutes. Yes. And it, all of that kind of takes us out of the here and now the present moment where yeah. everything you want lives. Yeah. And I love it when Neil Donald Walsh says this, he says it all the time. I've adopted it. It's not the car, the job, the house, the money, the relationship, uh, the reputation. It's none of those things that you want. It's how you think those things are going to make you, you feel. feel right. We are human beings. <laughs> it's a state of being that we're after and having a daily practice where 
you can kind of, you're, you're stepping away, you're hitting the pause button and, and removing yourself from the external world, which these days now more than ever is the most therapeutic, um, supportive and nourishing thing anyone can do and turning your attention inward where you you know, that phrase like, Oh, everything you need is inside of you. And sometimes you're like, okay, great. Um, where, where, oh, right, right. Can, can you just yeah. draw me a little map? <laughs> right. <laughs> Give me the formula. Um, and there is no formula. There is no map, but there is an access point and it is by going within turning yourself inward and consistently showing up. It may not happen right away where you have all of these spiritual epiphanies that you go and run with, but it will happen over time. And along the way, you're going to feel better and stronger and lighter and clearer and more connected. And again, you're building that momentum. So it becomes more effortless. My family now knows, granted, this is over a decade later. My family knows that if I didn't get my time in to do my daily practices, they, they better run for the hills or they will bend over backwards. Mom, go meditate. Right. Okay. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. Right. (laughs) Yes. That's so great. Yeah. That daily alignment practice. And is that in your, in your book? Have have you written about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The whole book is um, based on all the work that I've done with my one-on-one clients over the last 10 years. And now I'm not that I've shifted my business where it's, it's more geared towards groups um, and speaking and writing, but um, I, again, started getting the same results with, with all of my clients. So I'm like, I got to get this into a book. I'm only, you know, I'm only one person. So um, yes, all the primary daily alignment habits are in there as well as all of these components that go into embracing your humanity as you explore your spirituality. Beautiful. So you can close that gap. So Nova, just again, for our listeners, say the book title again, so people can hop over to Amazon or to your website and get it. Yeah, thank you. It's Awake and Aligned, How to Navigate the Human Experience as a Spiritual Being. Neil wrote the foreword. He was so sweet to do that. And um, there's a lot of goodness in that book. Uh, But it's interesting. You, uh, I love that you're writing this book of 101 ways to raise your vibration. Um, I have a little mini e-course that's three days to raising your vibration. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. And it's completely free. It's a great starting point, but I, the whole idea of recognizing like your emotions, how you feel is your, the vibration and the frequency that you are currently at. Yes. And when you're down here, you don't have access to a lot. You're not creative. Yes. I don't mean creative, like in, you know, mentally, you know, artistically creative, you are not able to generate creative, creating what you want in life. Yeah. You can't access ideas, inspiration, solutions, answers, possibilities. You can't access a whole lot. And this is where that voice kicks in and says, you're not good enough. You're doing it wrong. You, you know, all of those negative internal uh, dialogues or monologues you raise your vibration, that voice gets quieter and it gets replaced eventually by the voice that says, heck yeah, you can do this. And here's yeah. how. Yeah, exactly. So I, I love and, that there are more and things show up, right? So it also puts you at that higher vibration. I think when you're in the lower vibration, you connect with life at that more constricted way. So maybe even if you do get an idea and you try to activate on it, you just don't have the same openings and possibilities that you do when you raise your vibe. I just finished a money vibe mastermind group last week. And one of my students just emailed me yesterday and she's like, you won't believe this. You know, my husband just had this brand new job offer. It just dropped out of the sky. And it was all because of the, you know, we changed our money vibe and he, you know, he got the job and 
And I, and I really believe that when you're at this lower vibration, that is how life responds to you. Mm-hmm. So you have the lower uh, problems, situations, you don't have those openings and things just dropping out of the sky for you. As you raise your frequency, your vibration through having higher thoughts, higher emotions, you're connect, you're literally connecting at a different level of the matrix of life itself. Yes. So that you have the idea, you act on the idea and the universe, if you will, the energy opens the door and says, oh, well here, how about this? How about this? How about this? Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. I love it. And I love that example because you see it happening. That was what I experienced. I said a moment ago that first the changes were internal and then the external stuff comes flooding in because that's universal vibrational law. Exactly right. Yeah. It's it. And also to, um, you know, like you can look at it from two different standpoints where it's, um, you know, you raise your vibration so that you have the clarity you have access to the clarity and the inspiration, as well as the motivation to follow through and take inspired action. Like that's a very kind of human way of looking at it. And that happens a lot. But the beautiful part of it is, is that it also works where you raise your vibration, the universe just starts throwing opportunities and stuff at you and it falls in your lap where you didn't even lift a finger. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I, uh, I'd love to see your three days to raise your vibration, maybe incorporate some of that in the book that I'm writing and I'll give you a shout out in the acknowledgements. But uh, I also have a, I have a similar challenge, a 30 day money vibe challenge. And exactly as you said, when I, you know, it's 30 days where people hold an intention and do an action and, and an affirmation every day, write it down, focus for 30 days, I'm bringing in unexpected income. And exactly as you say, when you make that pivot, that shift, toward a high vibration intention, a high vibration thought and affirmation and a high vibration action. You do the action with the thought of the, you know, the money coming in. It is unbelievable. The stories that I have hundreds, Nova, hundreds Mm -hmm. of stories that I have of people just having this unexpected income show up in their lives. And it's just so incredibly exciting. I feel like, I feel like we have the keys to the kingdom and I wish people could, you know, just understand that it's, it, it is very simple. It's not easy, I don't think, to change your thoughts, change your emotions, raise your vibe. I don't think it is easy, but it's very simple, which mm-hmm. maybe why people think it's not true. It must be more complicated yeah. than that. No, it's very simple. Absolutely. It's, and it's simple. It's not easy because part of it is that you have to work with the negative thoughts and experiences and emotions. It doesn't right. mean you skip over any of that, but when you know what to do with them and how to be with what you're feeling and what's appropriate when that those are the keys to the kingdom as well. Like absolutely raising your vibration and knowing what the heck to do when you can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'd like to just shift lanes for a second here. This is such a rich conversation. You know, we're in some really interesting times right now. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, what's happening in the, the pandemic and the political strife, the culture wars that we're all living through. Um, First of all, what's your understanding of that from your kind of heightened spiritual perspective of what we're going through? And then just one or two tips for people of how to navigate this, you know, this bordering on insanity time that we're in from the highest level of vibration and consciousness. Yes. Oh, I've tried so many different ways. Big topic. It is a big topic. And I'm always careful to um, acknowledge where the different walks of life and backgrounds that people are coming from. So I can speak to it from my perspective and my experience um, and what works for me. 
uh, I have found that um, as long as as long as I can pull back enough from the chaos out there, not to stick my head in the in the sand and not do my part and pretend it doesn't exist. Um, but if I can pull back enough and, and just kind of dip in when needed so that I'm staying, um, you know, aware and conscious to what's going on in the world, but not participating with it at a level where I'm adding to the problem and, um, versus getting to that frequency or that vibration where my, my energy can contribute to the solution, the solution. Yeah. Yes. I think it's going to look different for everybody because you've got people out there who are, they're activists. They came here, their souls knew exactly what they're going to do in this lifetime to contribute to the healing and and uplifting of our planet and the collective. Um, And that's what it looks like for them. For other people, it might not look like that. So they have, and especially if they're, if you're an energetically sensitive or empathic person, um, it can be very, very harsh and even um, uh, paralyzing. to participate in what's going on out there uh, to the point where you can't do anything to contribute, much less even function as well in your own life. So it's going to be really important for people to do their own inner exploration and bring their own awareness into it. You know you best. For me, um, I've learned to dial it down to such minimal levels to where I am mostly cultivating silence Mm. and stillness within. And it is from that place of silence and stillness that I can receive with not only clarity, um, but that motivation to follow through on certain inspired actions, ways that I can impact, whether it is in an activist sort of way or donations or of time or money or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, so that's kind of like on the human scale. um, But honestly, I am a very avid, strong believer that our energy and our frequency, our vibration is far more impactful than powerful than any of us will ever truly realize. So if you're in your own corner of the universe, doing the very best you can daily consistently with your vibration and you're raising it, that is, has far reaching effects, ripple effects, domino effects, than you'll ever understand. Absolutely. You're doing more to contribute to the, to the solution, the upliftment of the world than you'll ever know. Absolutely. I love the Nikola Tesla quote. If you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Yeah. yeah. And again, it doesn't negate the, the human action part because, but it's mm. from that place right. that what you're going are you to doing that action in. Yes, that action in. Yeah, I read a a Twitter thread yesterday that said something about if you do the right, if you do the right actions, you're going to get the, you know, the positive outcome that you want. And I thought that's just not true. Mm -hmm. Because if you do the right actions in the wrong or in low vibration energy frequency, it will not be productive. It will not be creative. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I really, I'm just so thrilled to have you on the show because you and I are so uh, like-minded and love that you're out there, you know, making a difference, coaching so many people have a membership site that people can sign up for and be a part of the tribe that you're creating of high vibration, like-minded, committed, engaged people. It's just it's really wonderful what you're doing in the world. So Nova, I know people are going to be really curious about you and, uh, and about how to hear more about you, learn more about you. So tell people where they can find you. 
Yeah, thank you. And likewise, I, I anytime we talk, I feel like we've been we've known each other far longer and far more closely than we actually do. Right, right. And that's twin mothers delight. from different mothers. Twin, <laughs> exactly. twin different mothers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, I guess the easiest way is just go to NovaWhiteman.com and Whiteman is W-I-G-H-T-M-A-N. Um, and there, the, the best way to dip your toes in and get started is just by signing up for that three days to raise your vibration right. e-course. It's an right. email course. It gives you easy prompts and it's accessible. Um, you can also find out the information about joining my membership, which is really, it's, a, it's an easy way to stay conscious, intentional, and manage your vibration and your alignment um, in your everyday life. Sweet. And then, of course, um, the book is on Amazon. All right. I am absolutely going to be running over there to get it for sure. So thank Nova, thank you so much for your work, your contribution, your commitment, and, uh, you know, and your support of me and my work and our friendship as well. I'm just so glad to know you and to work with you. Likewise, Jackie, it makes me so happy to know that there are people like you out there who are doing this work too, because the more we can get it out there and accessible to people, it's easier for them to say yes to themselves and to a better way of living. Amen. Let's go there. All right. Thanks yeah. so much.